Yo, yo, we're back in the building. It's another episode of the Chicken and Liquor Hour. Um, I hope everyone's doing well out there. This beautiful, it's a Sunday night right now, uh, kind of gloomy outside, but it's beautiful in here. Um, how are y'all doing out there this week? I hope y'all doing well, you know, taking care of yourself, keeping yourself mentally together. Um, speaking of mentally together, uh, it's been a crazy time these last couple days, couple weeks, probably just a couple months, to be honest. Low-key felt like I had a, a, a mental breakdown a couple days ago, and it's probably been um, deserved, to be honest. It's been well-deserved for me to have a mental breakdown uh, like I did Um and I'm not sure if it was a mental break. I had a breakdown. I don't know if it was mental. I don't know what it was. I had a breakdown. I found myself um, just in the car on the way home from work. And I just I started crying out of nowhere. I don't know what it was. I'm in, I'm in traffic. There was a young lady I was talking to on the phone, arguing, silly, just pointless, silly stuff. We're arguing. And... Uh, I'm dealing with this traffic, Atlanta traffic. Yeah, I know how that is. I'm trying to get home from work. I'm tired. I'm uh, exhausted. And I think it was probably the last five months catching up with me. Five to six months just catching up with me because I haven't taken care of myself mentally, physically, socially, any of that. It's all. It's only been about work. Transition, handling responsibilities, finances. Um, it's legit only been about one thing. It hasn't been a lot of uh, balance. So I feel like everything that has happened to me, happened for me, happened with me, whatever, all of it has caught up with me and it all hit me at one time. And I'm just driving on my way home from work. It's a Friday afternoon. I couldn't wait to get home. I've never been so exhausted in my life. And that's mentally and physically. Um, these last couple of weeks, I haven't been sleeping well. I'm waking up at 4.45 in the morning, 5 a.m., and I'm getting straight up. I don't even sit there for five minutes to just catch my breath or to get my head together. Um, it's a totally different routine that I have in the morning, totally different from waking up, sitting there for 10 minutes to read some scriptures, to pray, um, getting ready being able to cook breakfast, watch some sports center, watch some news, listen to some motivational, whatever. But I get right up, put clothes on, you know, do all that, get ready for work and leave the house within a 15, 20 minute time range. And I'm just going, I get in the car, going through traffic, going straight to work. As soon as I get to work, getting to work. I don't take time to just get my head together to take a walk, just whatever. I'm getting straight to work. And that's what it is all day. Um, so I wasn't taking care of myself. I didn't really have a, haven't really had a balance to myself. So that all hit me at one time where I just, I started crying and I'm telling myself to man up. I don't know what the hell's wrong. Why the, like I'm laughing and crying at the same time. Like, why the fuck am I crying right now? I found myself on a Friday night in bed <laughs> at 8.30. And uh, 
That's so not me. I was in bed by 8.30, sleep by 9 o'clock on a Friday night. And that's exactly what the doctor ordered. That is exactly what I needed. I've kind of been arguing with my body and telling myself that I'm not tired. I'm just going along with the flow and just moving, moving, moving. And these five months just finally hit me at once and said, chill the hell out. Um, I've lost myself and how I used to, I was the king of knowing how to get my head together to relax and to vibe out and to just have some introspection. And I haven't had that in months and it all hit me just exhausted, getting no sleep and not having a lot of fun and just, or having a lot of dope conversations that I used to have and coming from a place where it was a little bit more sunshine and a little bit warmer where I'm outside a lot more and been able to hit the grill and have drinks outside. And I haven't had that. Um, so I'm talking to a friend, telling him about everything that's going on. And she mentions to me that crying is how your body regulates itself. And I'm like, what the fuck she talking about? How do, what do you mean regulate? So I Googled it. I just Googled those words. Crying is how your body regulates itself. And uh, I came across several articles that was uh, talking about the health benefits of crying and why crying really does regulate your body. It well, it helps it helps your body to regulate itself. And it like sent me to some different places on like countries with top suicide rates. And I've always heard about like Japan having like a high suicide rate. And so they have one of the um, top 30 suicide rates in the world. And they actually have clubs, crying clubs to activate cry to activate your crying. Like they people legit go to clubs just so they can have a good cry. And so they'll to activate the crying, they'll have just they'll watch tearjerker movies, you know, that kind of stuff. Just healthy ways to get you crying though. And the premise is crying releases stress. So it's a great way to basically stay mentally healthy, you know, and it's it's crazy because emotional tears from these articles that I've read basically sums it up as emotional tears contain high levels of stress hormones. So when you cry, you're releasing stress. Stress tightens your muscles it heightens your tension. From that, you'll get anxiety. You're not going to sleep well. Your your workouts aren't as good as they can be because you're just so tight and you're stressed out. So that was even me. I'm going to the gym because gym was always a stress reliever. And it went from being a stress reliever to something that's causing me stress because now I'm like, how am I going to fit the gym into my day? I can never be unhealthy again. I can never be fat again. I don't want to be like that. And now instead of I can't wait to get to the gym just to enjoy a workout, it's I got to get to the gym. How can I fit that into my lunch schedule? Let me wake up on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. to go work out. So it was not even a stress reliever anymore. And my muscles were so tight. And that's because of all the stress that I've been dealing with because I haven't dealt with the stress. And I'm just letting the stress kind of happen to me instead of me dealing with the stress. And so going back to the crying, it's it's mentally healthy. Like you're releasing, you're getting all this stress out of you when you cry, like legit. It's almost like, it's like they say when you go work out each, when you sweat, that's like each calorie, that's weight getting off of you. That's the stress coming out of you. It's the same thing with tears. Whenever you cry, that's stress coming out. One stress, two stress, three stress. 
it's all getting out of you. So when you when I'm having those type of emotional tears, releasing those stress hormones, like I'm I'm restoring my body to the state of balance. And I'm not gonna lie, yo. When I finally settled down from all that crying, I felt a lot better. It tripped me out and it I legit at first was like, man, what kind of man am I to be crying? People going through all this stuff and who am I to cry over what I'm crying over when there's a lot of other people going through way worse than what I'm going through. And once again, comparison is the thief of joy. And that can go with just comparing your life to someone whose life is good. And sometimes it could be comparing your life to someone whose life that you may consider worse than yours. And it was just, uh, it tripped me out. It made me think about um, a girl I used to date. I'd call her every once in a while. And she would say, I'm like, what are you up to? What are you doing? Oh, you know, just had a good cry. I never understood that. What do you mean you had a good cry? I was just, you know, sitting on the couch, listening to music, sitting on the couch, watching whatever TV show she's watching. And she said, just had a good cry. I just had to get that out of me. I never understood what that meant. And then I get it. Like, but as a man, you don't want to admit to crying. You think that it makes you look weak. And I'm just at a point in my life now, I really don't give a shit if someone thinks that I'm weak because I know I'm not weak because I know what I've been able to handle in my life, what I've been able to take care of, not just the things that have happened to me, but the things that I have taken care of and I've come out on top, like mentally, physically healthy, financially healthy. But that cry, it's it's the weirdest thing that maybe has ever happened to me. Like it was such a, it felt good. It legit. So now I understand, like you have a good cry. You really are getting that stress out of you. The stress, it was just wiping away. And that made me realize that's part of mental health. How are you dealing with your stress? Because a lot of times when you are stressed, you don't realize that you're stressed because we trick ourselves into thinking that this is just a part of life. Everyone has to go through it. Man up, woman up, whatever you tell yourself, you just go through it. And eventually it's going to be gone. The older you get, the more you realize you can't just live off of that. Eventually it'll be gone. Eventually it'll get better. That's not healthy because nothing's going to eventually get better unless you attack it and handle it. And handle that like face on. Like if you, the older you, everybody knows, the older you get, it's harder to keep that weight off of you. You can't just do the same things you did when you was 21. You have to actually be intentional about putting that weight off of you. So you can't just say, oh, eventually I'll lose a couple pounds. I always do. Now that weight's going to stick with you. And then you realizing your thighs ain't going back to how they used to. Your belly ain't going back to how it used to go back to. It's just not happening anymore. So you have to be intentional about the way that you attack your stress. And I just, I never realized that. And it's a new life for me to understand that. And I always pride myself on, I'm, I don't let my masculinity be a prison for me. But in terms of the way I've handled stress and the way I looked at myself for crying, I was kind of letting it be a, be a prison for me, but it felt good being vulnerable to talk about that with people. And it's wild to see how many women are like, that's good for you. And like, kind of proud of me. Cause I've talked to a couple friends, a couple homegirls, and about that. And they're like, they told me they was proud of me, and it's wow.
because as a man, you trick yourself into believing women are going to think I'm soft. Women are going to think I'm gay for this. And it's just a regular human function. And I'm not going to say that I'm a, I'm a cry every week now. I'm gonna cry every month to get that out of me. But I, that was legit. The only thing my body could do because I hadn't handled the stress. That was the only way the stress could get out of me was to cry. And so part of mental health is learning how to deal with the stress and not allowing yourself, allowing your body to get to that point where you have to cry. My body knew no other way to get the stress out other than to cry. It was like my body was knocking on the doors on all these different outlets to get the stress out. And I was not answering the door. I wasn't getting it out by having a creative outlet. I wasn't getting it out by my workouts or from being vulnerable and having conversations with people. Legit, the only way my body found a way to release my stress was forcing me to cry. And that's another thing. When you find it, when you're 30, I, I don't know. I'm sure everyone who's 30 probably has cried in the car at least one time because sometimes life is fucking shitty, y'all. So if you don't find a way to deal with that stress, your body is going to find a way to deal with that stress. And my lack of sleep and me crying in the car and shitty workouts was my body dealing with the stress because I wasn't handling the stress how I should have. So uh, listen to your body, people. Like your body's trying to tell you things and you just going with the flow. Be intentional and handle that shit head on. All right, so I guess sticking with that uh, mental health topic, um, I know there's a lot of people that's out there like, God dang, that's all people talk about is mental health. But God dang, a lot of the shit going on right now is because people ain't talking and handling their mental health the way they should handle it. Um, I just randomly had these thoughts this weekend about what really is mental health. And a part of it is... How do you allow someone to treat you as part of your mental health? Um, I realize a lot of us don't know our value and what we also bring to the table. So we'll put up with a lot of bullshit. And that's relationships with significant others. That's relationships with friends and family. That's the uh, work culture that you'll put up with, the job that you put up. And I know that sometimes you just have to put up with that job. Sometimes you just have to. But um, part of that is what you're going to put up with at work as well. And uh, I feel like the way you allow someone to treat you directly reflects what you think of yourself. Um, I think I feel like I fit. I found I have found myself in the past in some half assed relationships. And that's with like a woman I'm interested in or a half-assed friend. I've I found myself in places where I allow myself to be the person who's carrying the friendship 90% and only, on, the other person is only bringing 10%. I was the one always checking in on them, making sure they're okay, always trying to send gifts for their birthdays. And I found that they wasn't carrying the same weight. So is that me? 
thinking that I have to do that. And that's just, is that me not valuing myself as a person? Maybe not in every situation, but I that's how I found it for myself. I wasn't valuing myself and I was allowing myself to carry a relationship because maybe I didn't think that I could find that somewhere else and that I didn't deserve it. So I might as well put up with this because am I going to be able to find another friend somewhere else? So I had to check myself and catch that. And that's when you got to just fall back. And sometimes you do have to fall back and see if the other person even notices. And if they don't even notice, yo, fuck them. You just got to keep it moving. Um, I found myself in a situation with a young lady where she's, I guess I would consider emotionally immature, where anytime we're in a disagreement, she jumps to, well, I guess we just don't need to talk with one another anymore. And I never understood that, how anytime people get into a disagreement or a small argument, why does one person in that argument jump straight to the, let's just end this relationship? Like, there's a lot of other ways to fix it. To me, that shows that you either don't know how to deal with conflict, you're that immature, or we never, we was not as close as I thought we were. Either way, the older you get, the more you realize you don't have the energy to deal with it. You certainly don't have the time to deal with it anymore. You have actually, you have actual life happening to you. So you just don't have the time to put up with the bullshit anymore. So it's just, it's just weird when you tell somebody how you want to be treated and they still don't meet you halfway or even show you that they're trying to change their behavior in the way they treat you. For me, that shows that they really don't care about you enough or that they are that immature that they don't even see what they're doing is wrong. And that's pretty selfish. And you shouldn't put up with the selfishness. I had a young lady and I told her that I don't like when you try to speak over me when we're having a conversation. So that's one thing that I've realized I had a problem with. And I tell everybody that I care about, if you catch me talking over you and interrupting you, then you need to just tell me like, Will, hey, man, I don't want you interrupting me. Or, hey, you interrupted me. I'm grown enough to check myself like, oh, my bad. And I understand that there's a lot of people that just want to get their point across quickly. Write that shit down. You'll get to it eventually. So I told a young lady like, hey, just because we're in a disagreement and you think we need to argue doesn't mean that when I'm trying to convey my thoughts and articulate what I want to say, doesn't mean you need to talk over me and interrupt me. And her immediate reaction was to say, well, that's just how I've done my whole life. Well, just because something's been a certain way for a long period of time doesn't mean it's right. Slavery was a thing for a long time. That wasn't good. If someone gets arrested and then you find out 10 years later, like, oh, shit, we made a mistake. This person didn't actually commit this murder. You're going to say, well, you know, they've been in there for 10 years. Might as well leave them in there. That's fucked up. So you can't just lean on how you've always done something to tell people, well, you know, that's right. That's how I've always done it. So I'm just going to keep doing it. If someone shows you a new way of doing something and it's better than how you've been doing it, 
Nigga, change your behaviors. Develop a new way. Evolve with the times. And so this young lady wanted to just lean on that. Well, that's how I've always done it. Or my grandmama interrupts me when I talk to her. You think she don't respect me? That ain't got shit to do with shit. That ain't got nothing to do with me and you. So if I tell someone, hey, this is how I want to be treated. And you tell me I'm either being sensitive or that's just how I am. I'm going to look like Boo Boo the Fool if I keep allowing you to talk to me that way when I'm trying to tell you that's not how I like to be treated. So if I tell you that's how that's not how I want to be treated, you continue to treat me that way. And then I still allow you to treat me that way and keep you in my life. Now that's on me. And I'm not valuing myself at a high enough worth. I don't know my worth. I don't know what I'm worthy of anymore. If I allow you to continue to talk to me in that manner, then I don't value myself. I'm You're like a sad little puppy dog who's been mistreated by people in your past. And you're like, well, you know, this is just how I've always been treated. This must be the norm. I guess I really don't deserve it. So no, fuck that. You know, those sayings, I can do bad all by myself. I thought those were just movies and cliches. That shit's real. I can be sad and be disgusted at myself by myself. Like niggas don't need help to be shitted on. Like someone can shit on themselves. I don't need someone else to throw even more shit on me. Like what the fuck? Like, we're older now. You know yourself. That's one of the best things about getting older. You know what the hell you are willing to put up with. And you know what you're not trying to deal with. So for someone to basically invalidate what you're saying, to just say, well, you're being sensitive or that's just how I've always been. They're not willing to meet you halfway. And that person doesn't have a lot of respect for you. So you need to move on. And keep it moving. All right, y'all. You know I love my music. You know I love vibing out and getting lost in new music. So I want to talk to y'all about music that you cannot leave 2019 without listening to. First thing on my list is Boogie. West Coast rapper, album called, album is um, titled Everything Is For Sale. It's a dope-ass album. A lot of storytelling. Kind of like a cinematic hip-hop album. It paints out an entire picture. It's like, um, it's like listening to a movie low-key. Like It's dope lyrics. It's uh, music with a genu- with a genuine topic. Like there's a real topic and storyline to the album. There's a lot of stuff about relationships and not just the typical surface level relationship shit, cookie cutter shit that you hear in a lot of music. It's it feels genuine. It feels like it's his story and not just any rapper story that you hear all the time. Um, it's a dope ass album. Standout song, I would say would be a uh, time featuring Snow Allegra. Is that how you pronounce her name? Snow Allegra, Allegra, like the medicine, allergy medicine. 
Damn, is that the same way you pronounce this allergy medicine? Anyways, um, but yeah, the standout song for me is Time. Silent Ride is dope as well, but definitely Time. Basically, the song is about, um, it's like a real honest view and talking about confusing love and affection with with cheap lust and sex, basically. Um, he also, man, it's, it's so creative. He, there's also like a YouTube movie he does for the album. So like every song has um, a video for it and it's probably a 20 to 30 minute, probably like a 30 minute movie that he has on YouTube that is definitely worth checking out. Fire ass album, y'all. Don't leave 2019 without at least giving it a try. That's probably my favorite. It might be my favorite rap album of 2019. Came out at the beginning of the year, back in January. Um, second is Winston Surfshirt. Album name is Apple, App, Apple Crumble. It's a Flies R&B album. Uh, Winston Surfshirt is like a hip-hop live, hip-hop soul live band. And anyone who knows me knows that Live hip hop is the dopest. Like hip hop with a live band is the dopest thing that you could really check out. To be honest, it's a um, I would consider a smooth ass R and B, a feel good album. Um, it feels like it really sets a mood where you get a real vibe with it, where it kind of feels like you're on the beach, and the whole album is like a day at the beach from sunrise to brunch and midday to the sunsets to nighttime vibes and everything that goes along with it. It's kind of got a 70s soul hip hop feel to it. Um, and I'm pretty sure they're from Australia, which is crazy. Like hip hop really got that reach, yo. Um, definitely worth checking out. I would say the standout song is Show Love, which is definitely just another really good uh, feel good song. Um, so I I would suggest to check that out, folks. Um, my next album I would definitely suggest would be Snow Allegra. I hope I'm saying her last name right. I know someone will check me because y'all love to correct people. So whatever. Um, it's really dope R&B, very emotional. To me, I feel like it's today's Neo Soul. It's like Neo Soul has evolved from what it was in the late 90s, early 2000s. And this is someone who's definitely part of that new Neo Soul wave. Um, it's actually got some really dope beats. She's got a smooth ass voice. Um, it's just a good album that, and you can definitely let it play straight through. You don't have to change this. Uh, you don't have to change the song. That's actually all of these albums that I'm naming. You can play them straight through, and uh, it's a fire ass album. Uh, the standout song for me. Several of them, if I got to pick one, I would say find someone like you. It comes in smooth. It's smooth the whole time. And uh, it's just a really good, feels good type of song for any of the emotions that you have. The whole album is for, it's a spectrum of emotions, a will of emotions. And it's all really dope. And it all feels real and genuine. Um, and then the last one, I will say Big Crit. Crit is here. Dope album. Um, I hate saying that this artist gets slept on because it's a, they got a large fan base, but I do feel like out of that class of rappers together that Big Creek came in with from the Nipsey's and Mac Miller's and Drake's and 
Big Sean, uh, Wiz Khalifa, J. Cole, all of them came in in the same around the same era. They're part of the same draft class. And if you had to put like hip hop draft classes together, that's got to be a top five draft class, at least in my time, anyways, in my era. But uh, Crit is here is a dope ass album. It's got obviously dope lyrics. Big Crit always does it. Dope production, like he always has. It's got like some very motivational type of lyrics. Great storytelling, and it's a fire ass balance to the album. Like you have the it. None of it feels forced. Like you listen to a rap album, and you know they're like, all right, we got to get a club joint. We got to get a song for the ladies. We got to get a trap song. We got to get this. We got to get that. None of this feels forced. It all feels like big crit. And he still has a great balance to it. Like shit that I'm surprised that, well, I don't know if people still listen to the radio, but shit that I'm surprised if it's not getting radio play. There's songs that you know that should get the radio play, that should be played in the club, that you can play at the gym, that the ladies are going to love, that you know is going to sound dope live. You have the songs that are the storytelling and the very social conscious type of songs, the songs that you can feel that really hit you emotionally, then the songs that you're like, yeah, fuck that. Let's go lift these weights, yo. Like, there's a great balance to the album. And the one thing about Big Crit that he still continues to do is he sticks to his foundation. He never tries to go with whatever sound is hot for now. He knows what's going to feel good for him and knows what his fans and his base is going to love. And the shit that in 2025, we still going to go back and play that shit because a lot of the stuff that's out today is just what's hot for now. So the shit's going to be dope for a summer, maybe two summers. Then that shit fades away. This shit is authentic. It's genuine. And we're going to feel this in 2030. That's basically all four of these albums. You're going to love them five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. So uh, folks, don't leave 2019 without checking out Boogie. Everything is for sale. Um, Winston Surf Shirt, Apple Crumble, Snow Allegra. I don't even remember the name of her album. I'm sorry, y'all. It's her debut album. She got, I think, one album out. Just check it out. Uh, and then Big Crit. Uh, Crit is here. Check out those four albums. I probably, I'm pretty sure you will not be disappointed. If you are disappointed then you don't have a good taste in music and then you can just go listen to Lil Yachty or whatever the fuck y'all listening to. I really don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> on that note, after telling that I don't give a shit, I appreciate all of y'all. I really love y'all. This was a shorter episode. This was just me uh, just talking, kind of just turning on the mic because I had a lot of, I just had a couple thoughts that I wanted to convey. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I definitely love y'all. I thank y'all for the support. Peace, blessings, good vibes, good energy, good music, chicken and liquor. We out.